This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. It is a Tuesday here in Pittsburgh. I kind of, my days are all kind of oh, I bet you're jumbled all up right now. Discombobulated. But yeah, um, have to get back on another, for another road trip on Sunday. Well. Yeah, at least it's a short one. It's a, well, it's still got to drive there. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, you know, four hours on a four and a half hours on a plane, four hours in a car. Yeah, what's yeah. the difference? <laughs> at least um, it's not. Well, yeah. I guess there's a hotel, but not two nights and all the stuff you have to deal with to get back. Yeah, uh, West Coast games. I just yeah. Yeah, my yeah. bet. But uh, Steelers uh, go to uh, Los Angeles and uh, drop a forty-one thirty-seven uh, game to the Chargers and. and I don't know about you, Matt, but uh, we haven't had a chance to, to chat. No, about I don't know your thoughts on the game, game at all. Um, I'll tell you when when I know that you know the, the 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 Chargers coaching staff has been lauded this year for being so aggressive and all this stuff. And sure, I get, I get a, yeah, I get a, and... uh, I get an email every Monday, or actually every. Uh, what day is today? Yeah, Monday. Today's Tuesday. Yeah, but okay. From from one of these analytics websites that says you know everything that they did, you know they they had the, the number one analytical move of the week. Oh, really? Was going for it on fourth down at your own thirty-four. Okay. In a tie ball game, late yeah. in a tie ball game. I didn't. I'm punting the ball one. away there. That's right. Re- that's just dumb. It is. I mean, it, it it might be different if you have Jerome Bettis behind. Webby, Hannah, Larry Allen, you know, like yeah. you have a massive advantage there. And, you know, I'm sure you're going to get it more often than you're not. But the ramifications for not are brutal. Ridiculously yeah. brutal. Yeah. They, they, I mean, I, I look at that ball game when the Steelers kicked the field goal on that. First of all, the, the play sequence um, coming out of the, the stop, mm-hmm. um, it, you know, pass to Claypool. Yeah. Um, you didn't have Najee Harris available. Right, okay. It was Kalen Balaj in the backfield. I'm a little rusty. I haven't thought about this game for tw- – I'm, I'm on to Cincinnati. I mean, yeah, I, I Belichick says. I mean, yeah. so I'm trying to re- recap <laughs> the the sequence of how things ever – you know, how they all went down. Then the seven-yard gain to uh, James Har- or James Washington, um, which he's pushed out of bounds. And people are like, why did he go out of bounds? He didn't go out of bounds. He got pushed out of yeah, bounds. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then the incompletion down the field to Deontay Johnson, which – there was a pass interference penalty called, and they picked up the flag. Mm-hmm. Um, he was clearly grabbed. He was grabbed. I'm not sure I would have it, thrown it. It but. could have been a defensive hold. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all that aside, you know, if you have Najee Harris available there, you probably run the football. I would imagine at least twice in that sequence to run some time off the clock because you got Boswell there. You're already in field goal range at the 34. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, that being said. You still can't give up a 53-yard touchdown pass in that situation. No, no, absolutely not. That was an inexcusable play in itself. Um, I mean, it was a blown coverage, obviously. Yeah. You know, I mean, and you keep hearing, well, if Minka's there, that doesn't happen. I don't know. I mean, probably doesn't. I don't think it does. Uh, I mean, I bet it doesn't because yeah. I, w- I would be willing. To, and, I would be willing know. to bet that he at least would have known where to be at in the coverage because or he at least gets there and knocks him out of bounds or, that was it well know, the, or, you know, the rotation was the rotation was a blitz from Millette in the slot mm-hmm. the Steelers didn't blitz a lot in this game no very little um but they blitzed Millette out of the slot 
Cam Sutton rotates in to pick up Keenan Allen because mm-hmm. he was outside on Mike Williams. Right, right, right. Sutton, or, uh, Norwood is over the top. He's supposed to take the outside guy because right. nobody's on him. With a big cushion. Yeah, right, yeah. yeah. Um, and he never got there. Never got there and was late and didn't seem to recognize it. And, you know, we, we yeah. know how so that So Minka down. Fitzpatrick, I, I'm going to guess. I'm sure he gets the play call. He, he at least, right, right, right. yes, understands his responsibilities on mm-hmm. that play. That doesn't mean Williams wasn't make the catch or right. shrugs off a tackle or who knows. But you'd have a lot better chance of success. Yeah. I, I did do they may not that. even throw it if Minka Fitzpatrick. That, the ball may right. go somewhere else. Right. No, uh, you're... It, the the bust was on the new guy playing a new position. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think that was pretty clear. Um, such a crazy game, though. I mean, it's an unbelievable game. Yeah, there are forty one points scored in the fourth quarter. Yeah, <laughs> right. I, I said when I came in and sat down, it was exactly the kind of script that the Chargers had in their game against the Browns earlier this year. Yeah, that Chargers defense isn't great, that's for sure. Um, you know, weather wasn't a problem as it was for a lot of games recently around the league. I thought it was Ben's and the offense's best game of the season. Yeah, and I thought that was a, a positive out of this because you didn't know. I actually took more positives than negatives out of this game. Right, because you're, because of who you're playing with. I know. I don't. I never want to make excuses. Well, you're missing guys. Every team's missing guys mm-hmm. at this point in the season. Um, yeah, the Chargers didn't have everyone either. Right. I mean, yeah. yeah right. So we, it is what it is. Um, you gave yourself again an opportunity to win the football game yeah. in the closing moments in a game in which you were down 17 points and couldn't stop a soul. I mean, you're down three scores in the fourth quarter as they they put the graphic up that the, the Steelers in their history, mm-hmm. I think, are now two two zero and two thirty one. Yeah, it's down that right. many points in, in because the fourth quarter. Back from those as is everybody else in the league. Yeah, that's just the, the normal winning percentage <laughs> yeah. in the league. It's not like, oh, the Steelers are really bad at coming back from 20-point deficits or 40-point <laughs> deficits. In the fourth right, quarter. Right, in the fourth quarter. Um, I don't know, big-picture thoughts for that game, though. Frankly, the defense was JV at best. I, I mean, and— Too many—you had too many guys—you had four guys in that game essentially playing their first snaps of the season. There was they two, brought three guys up off the practice squad, there and they all played. There were guys I had never heard of. <laughs> yeah, they weren't on the flip card. <laughs> and uh, worked that? I mean, <laughs> Three uh, of them. They, they that, played that 15 snaps. Carl Joseph, yeah. Okay, I, I knew who Joseph was. The right. other two dudes, Obviously. I didn't know who they were. And there was a lot of guys that should play never or maybe due to injury they come in and clean up the fourth quarter type of thing. That being said, I wrote something after the game about – I, the, the the Steelers' best unit on defense that they put out there, their best 11, I thought Cam Hayward was the only above-average starter at his position by NFL standards. You know I mean? Like, Highsmith is promising. I don't know if he's an above-average starter. I'm not even talking about pro bowlers. I, I thought mean, he like, had a good game, actually. I, I, I wrote a, a blurb about yeah. him, too. I thought that he was very impressive, and I thought they were smart to move him to Watt's side and get the better advantage, you know. But they were playing with subpar players – before they got to their depth, you know, I mean, yeah. to me, I mean, I thought, well, I thought Sutton was, was I don't good. know, he's an above average yeah. NFL. They're starter. league average players. Yeah, there's you there's know. some of those out there, yeah. no doubt. Showbird and you know, right? Yeah, I mean, Showbird, Edmonds, yeah, Sutton, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, there's but yeah, one you, star. Yeah, um, but overall, the defense to me was not competitive, and pretty much anyone they played against would have moved the ball just about any way they wanted, and we absolutely saw that. But the Chargers' best guys brought their A games. Keenan Allen, obviously Eckler and Herbert, Slater. You know, Mike they're, Williams they're showed up. Mike Williams showed up the first time in a while. And the fact that the Steelers were 
close to winning that game, to me, was a massive testament to three guys that have been foundational pieces of this organization for a long time, and that's Cam Hayward, Ben Roethlisberger, and Mike Tomlin. You know, I, I don't see anyone giving Tomlin any praise for that game. Oh, no. I, I thought, well, of course not, because yeah. they lost. One of his best coaching performances I've ever seen. You know, he had no cards in his hand, and he was still sitting at the table, you know, with, with Teddy KGB pulling Oreos. You know, and he, had not, he didn't get an ace all day. You know, he had nothing to check, work with. Check, right? check, exactly. All night long. Check, check, check. Um, yeah. I, I thought, you know, the, the culture, the toughness showed up with those three leaders, coaching staff, offense, defense, greatly. And I know it's a loss and it hurts you, but why I took more in positives than negatives are the defense is going to get better. Right. You know, they're getting guys But the back. offense showed the offense, some signs. They threw the ball. It was Ben's best game. You know, I mean, yeah. if you can get close to that Ben, they'll be in all these games going forward. You know, I mean, so. He threw, it was, he was 28 of 44 for 273 yards, three touchdown passes, no interceptions. He's now mm -hmm. gone five games without an interception. Yeah, it's been like early October. So now, he so. threw, I think, one pass in that game that could have been picked. Yeah, yeah, and there's been a few but of those. But that happens for every quarterback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, that, that's just the reality of the situation. So did Herbert. His, his last two games in which he has not practiced the week leading up <laughs> the to Bengals the game. Last the Bengals week, last yeah. year, he threw for 360 and, and four touchdowns. That's the magic elixir. This one, he was 273 and three touchdowns. Again, no picks in either game. Why well, haven't practiced at all? Right. That's that's the plan. Everybody's right. complaining. He doesn't practice on Wednesdays. Maybe they should just <laughs> not have him practice at all. Don't even come to the facility. Then you go away. Yeah, right, just, right. Just show up and we'll, play you know, with your kids. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> you keep your mind right. Yeah. Right. And, and I know people are complaining about the Steeler run game. I think the game script gave them no chance to establish no chance. any sort of running game. They I had mean. they had 14 carries for 53 yards in the first half. Mm -hmm. That's not not great, but it's not bad. If you look, but that's at, the path they go on every right. week. That's the Vikings did the start. same thing against the Chargers the week before. Yeah, they started cracking them up. Yeah, right. they, they had 104 yards rushing. They get Dalvin Cook. Right. He had 90, 94 rushing yards on 26 carries. Mm -hmm. He averaged less than four yards a carry. They are now selling out to stop the run, and they did it throughout that game. They My. were not going to let Fryermuth or yeah. Najee Harris get loose for big games. Right, right, right. Derwin James is, is like basically shadowing Fryermuth every, every time he was on the field. He yeah, was down in the was box obvious. constantly. Right, right, right. Um, that was just not they, – you know, they, they had a script. I mean, those two guys have now scored, and, and Fryermuth did get in the end zone. But they have 12 of the Steelers' 22 touchdowns this year. Yeah, they're foundational young players. Yeah. And if you're going to dedicate Derwin James to one of them, that speaks volumes of what you know opposing coaches think of the young tight end. I think everybody has the same opinion on Najee. Um, where was I going with that? My mind is so Bengals oriented right now already because we got you know we got Thanksgiving. I haven't gotten there yet. I yeah. got I got to hit that tonight. Yeah, I, I started really this morning, but also last night during the games and stuff. But that was the same thing. Like Joe Mixon averaged like two yards a carry in the first half against the Raiders, and then just ripped them. You know, yeah. I mean, just tore them apart. I'm they could stick pretty convinced it. if they would have been able to continually pound away with Najee Harris. At some point, he breaks Absolutely. a 20-yarder or a couple 10-yarders. And all of a sudden, five, yeah. five, five, you know, right. Yeah. It's just, it's it looks much line. better than it did. Yeah. You know, he, as it is, he ends up with 12 carries for 39 yards. He only ran the ball four times in the second half. That's the thing, right. I mean, because a game script, again, you're down, you know, you're down 17-10 at the half. The Chargers come out and go up 24-10. You haven't stopped them yet. Oh, no. They so, were. you know, if you're sitting there on the sideline, if you're Mike Tomlin, you're telling, hey, we got to go into pass first mode here. Well, we can't play small ball anymore. And, then, and, and after that, as 24th, much as the Steelers yeah. need to and want to, 
I mean, you, they had they, there was no choice. I mean, because their defense. I'm going to say this 8,000 times today. Their defense gave them no shot to do anything else. So this is as good as it could have been. I mean, like, for example, you couldn't blitz because you didn't have Minka to make up for it. Um, You couldn't spy Herbert because you needed those four pass rushers and you really needed seven coverage players. Herbert's not a guy that just spies anyways. He had 117 rushing yards going into that game. It's not like he's a Lamar Jackson. Right. You don't have extra defenders in these series. You needed – it was like you were playing with 10 to begin with. I mean – they were so hamstrung because their defense was not going to stop them ever. That being said, the defense made a big play. Huge play. Huge play. Um, the one time, the one time the Chargers punted in the game, mm-hmm. the special teams made a big play, which got you back into the game. Biggest two plays of the game, without question. And then all of a sudden, Steeler Nation's towels are flying, and <laughs> the world thinks you're going to do it. And the Chargers are blowing their share of games over the years, and you're sitting there thinking, "Wow, they got a shot," which I couldn't believe. I mean, at halftime, I'm like, "They're going to lose by 30." That's yeah, what I mean, it the defense like. is not going to stop Soul. And certainly when they went down 27-10, I mean, it was, you know, yeah. because they went three and out after the Chargers scored on that opening possession of the second half. And That's all it takes. I mean, yeah. one three and out in a game like that, and right. forget about it. I mean, I it, mean was, it was that bad defensively from what they had left. The Steelers punted once in that game. Yeah, right. Let's right. not pretend the Chargers ever stopped them, really. No, Except right, right. Uh, in the situation, it was fourth and goal from the two. Mm-hmm. I'm calling that play out in the press box when they they motion Najee Harris out of the backfield. Yeah. Firemuth motions into the wing. I'm like, oh, this is going to be the inside the, toss to Firemuth. The Kelsey play. Yeah. yeah right, right. Yeah. And Derwin James follows him in there. Well, you know. And he blows things and up. And he blows things a stud up. Player does. Yeah. yeah. Um, that that's probably a different conversation since this is our first time getting together since the game. I mean, the red zone offense and tight red zone offense to me deserves to be criticized yeah. you know i mean you can't come out throwing and even if you're going to go for it on fourth i think you need to know that going into third down and right then you run it on third yeah. you know i mean then you're stuck in fourth and everyone knows you what you're going to throw you know like that stuff needs work for me and again i start really digging into cincy and doing my stats and stuff the steelers throw the ball i think more than any team in the league in the red zone you know yeah. like that needs to stop. Yeah, you know, I mean, that, I agree. It, it's become too predictable, and, you know. And the, and the plays, got the big guy. The plays have come become too predictable. The plays become. Too yeah, I mean, when they end around, they ran the net, you know, stuff. The, the end around the, the clay pool the second time down there, and it got it got stopped for a two yard loss. It was first and goal from the three, mm-hmm. and you saw Roethlisberger. I don't know if they showed it on TV, but he just looked over at the sideline and kind of shrugged his shoulders and yeah, went, like, "What's this? What are we doing? Yeah, what are we doing? You know, I right. asked him about it after the game. I said, you know, were you frustrated there? With, it looked like you were frustrated maybe with the play call. He goes, no, I'm just frustrated that we're not, you know, getting the ball in the end zone as the sure. quarterback. But I think there's but I think some, they there's some frustration hand hand there. Yeah. Right. I mean, I, I, I think one of the issues, I mean, if you sat down and break down every bit of it, is Kendrick Green is not coming off the ball against nose tackles and pushing them back. Right. You know, I mean, he's really good blocking in space Correct. and on the move. But coming off the ball in short yardage, somebody puts a uh, somebody over top of the, uh, yeah. the opponents put a guy over top of him and he gets blown up. Yep, and he's everyone knows it now too. Yeah. You know, I mean, he, he better get darn used to it, or he's going to spend next sp- year. He's going to have to spend a lot of time in the in the weight room this yeah season. And I think a lot of it's just technique too. I mean, guards don't have zero techniques right over their nose right the, ever. You, you know, know I mean? talked to Dermonte Dawson about that actually um, when he was in town a, a few weeks ago for for the actually for the. Uh, uh, when they 
handed hall out the, the hall of honor. Yeah. It was the hall, yeah, the hall of no hall of fame thing. This was like mm, a month okay. ago, and he told me that was like the biggest because he was a guard. It's a little different, right? He said, "Yeah, I wasn't used to having that guy line up on my note right over top of me. Yeah, zero shade, right on the middle, right." He said, "He said it was a game against Jerry Ball. Oh, you remember Jerry Ball? He's like he three sixty, yeah, like big an anvil. He said, yeah. we're playing the Lions, and it got a big nose tackle over top of me, Jerry Ball, and Jerry Ball just blows by me because I didn't get my hands up quick enough. Mm, okay. You know, and he said that right on top yeah. of you. Right. He said I learned from that and got better, you know, mm-hmm. because of it. But that one game, it wasn't good." And then they're the next teams to do it. The next team yeah. to do it. So I understand that there's an issue there that's not getting solved immediately, but still, you, you, you got that back, and you saw you saw Harris score shortly after. I mean, he goes over the top, or he makes yardage on his own. I mean, uh, the, the tight red zone stuff to me, or when they got that that opportunity, just run it and run it and run it and run it. Yeah. I mean, I understand not running and running it from start to finish the game. You couldn't, but and situationally, you could have. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, you know, I was so, listening to the uh, the Move the Sticks podcast with Bucky Brooks and Daniel Jeremiah, and Daniel Jeremiah does the Charger games. And yeah. those two are former scouts, and I, I think they do great work. And they both were like, I don't think I'd ever say this about the Steelers, but that's soft. You know, like, that, that sends a message that we're going to run end-arounds on the three. You know, like, Jerome Bettis and Bill Cower and Chuck Noll are not cool with that. It's and trying I to understand be- that there's – you know, the Steelers would love to do that. Yeah. They don't just trust it yet. But you got to you got to you know, you do it, way to do it. You do it once and you catch the the opposing team by surprise. You mm. do it over and over and over again down there and it surprises nobody. And I mean, you knew the play was coming and let alone Derwin James. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they do film study too. They can recognize formations and sure, sure. You know, that let kind of stuff. A tremendous player like him. Yeah. Right? So I don't. Again, though, I I have more positives than negatives out of that game of where this team is now. Assuming these injuries fall back into place, you know, Mink is coming back, and you know, well, we'll I mean, it. Mike Tomlin saying today at his press conference, he expects Watt back. Yeah, he expects Minka back. He expects Hayden back, and he expects Loudermilk back. All four guys who were out for Sunday's game back. I, I did a video with Labs yesterday. He said it great. He's like, "Hey, I like Isaiah Loudermilk. He looks like he's got a bright future." But it shouldn't be that big a it deal when not. he's out. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it was. Yeah. I mean, they really could have used it. Well, I mean, you know, you're, you're getting 20 snaps out of Henry Mondu. And, you know, it's just, it, mm-hmm. everybody else has to step up a, a, a notch. from Right. Where, you know. I mean, even warmly playing every snap is too much for him. Yeah. He's a four. Right, right. You know, that's, right. That's, that's, he's not a two. Right. That's what those guys should be. And so, you know, your depth that's gets tested. I think Cam's even more impressive than ever. He yeah. gets – I don't know the numbers, and I'm not sure if anyone even charts these things, but watching as much – Every time they ran the ball, he was double teamed. I bet he gets doubled more than Aaron Donald. Yeah, I bet he gets doubled more than any defensive tackle in the league. And I'm not just trying to make a. He's a lone ranger right now. It's pretty obvious, and he still makes plays and still impacts the game and chases the ball and beats double teams and holds up against double teams. What he's doing is amazing. Yeah, well, he should have an easier go of it this week against the Bengals. Yeah, I mean the the Chargers' strength of their line. Um, their right tackle stinks, by the way. Really bad. <laughs> bad. Yeah, really bad. Um, right. Left tackle doesn't. Really, the left tackle does not. Right. Um, and, and their interior guys. Filer's you know, okay. Center's a good player. Lindsley at center's a good player. So, I mean, the two guys that, that were, match, were lined up opposite Cam, mm-hmm. 
were you know two of, two of their better guys. They're making a lot of millions of dollars between the two of them. Right. You know. Yeah. Right? So they're, yeah, they're he wasn't going to be super. Impa- I saw people. Well, he only had two tackles. But you're not watching. You're the not game. watching the game then. Right. You, you absolutely know nothing about football. If you thought that was yeah. Well, he he just didn't impact the game. He only had two tackles. I think it was you and I talking about it on Friday. I've had so many conversations, and my days are a little foggy, but. <laughs> I th- that game was also a perfect interpretation of how important Minka is. Yeah. If he's not even if he's not picking off passes or locking down someone in man coverage, Cam and him and certainly Watt, but they they influence the other players on the field so dramatically. And yeah. that I mean one of those guys and that's a different game. I mean of course you love that Watt, but even just Minka would opened up so many things for you that they just didn't have. They had well, no cards. As, as Tomlin said today, um, their four man rush. They you know if they have Watt, their four man rush a gets there. Oh yeah, uh, T.J. Watt would have had six sacks against. He would have killed that right there. Yeah, Storm Norwood or whatever his name. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. He, you know, as it was, Highsmith had had uh, I think three quarter they they did as they gave him one and a half or whatever. He had yeah. one and a half, yeah. Sacks. He had three quarterback hits. They only had mm. five. Okay. Um but he I made, mean, Herbert's still getting the ball out super yeah. quick. They made the move road. that we talked about last week. I know. And and swapped Highsmith over there and he won his share of the, the of Oh the, he beat that by that. Yeah, yeah. I mean Whereas I think he was if you have him later. Yeah, if you have him if if you have Watt available well now you know now you got guys coming off of both sides that Well and you also probably send fewer tight ends in patterns and Eckler and I mean that has yeah. a huge yeah by the end of the game too. they were chipping Alex Highsmith right he was the only guy they were worried about on yeah. the edges you know right I mean having it he may still lose to Slater one-on-one but then they got to put two guys at least on Watt yeah. to help Storm I mean again and then you can't double cam as much in those situations oh, absolutely. because absolutely. you know it's just it, right. it, there's a, a trickle-down effect the whole way across Humongous. the line Humongous. and you know if if Watt is there do they lose contain as much Probably does not. Herbert does I mean, Herbert have nine rushes for or six rushes for ninety three yards on right. before he takes three knees at the end of it? I mean, he ran through some gaping holes. Oh, too. just you know, every time they were just pushing the pocket past him and he was taken off. Yeah, and they weren't planned. You know, they yeah. weren't quarterback designed. You know, they was just boy, there's a huge lane here. I'm going to take off. I'm going to take off. Four of them were on third downs, third and longs. Yeah, that, that, that was really hurt untimely, you. of course. Yeah. And the Steelers played a lot of man, so they. Had yeah. their, I mean, there was a. You see it on TV. I mean, I, it was one of the linebackers. I don't even blame them. They're in man coverage. Her, Herbert runs like right behind him. Yeah, you're not watching that. Dude, yeah. You know, like, I mean, so he's developing quickly. And, you know, Aaron Rodgers used to do that all the time. And he's on, as athletic. Yeah, and just people commenting about, well, what are, what's Lamar Jackson going to do them? Well, they're not going to be playing they're man defense. Play that <laughs> they're not going to play that same style. At all. Even with yeah. the same 11 out there. That I mean, if they wouldn't all, play it that way. They wouldn't play it that way at all. I mean. You had to give up something. That was a weakness that they had to give up because they had to cover Williams and Allen and their tight ends and Eckler, and you know they couldn't blitz like crazy either. Yeah, so I, I you know, it was a loss to be sure, yeah. but it was not the the damning loss that uh, you know it wasn't a killer loss. You came out of it reasonably healthy. Ebron, yeah, Ebron, and Hassenauer are the only two that uh, sounds like the Ebron thing could be. Extended stretch. Yeah, huh? we'll see. I mean, okay. you know, he was still standing on the sidelines after the knee injury, so it's not like it, you know they took him off on a card or mm-hmm. anything. Um, and uh, and Hassenauer's a pectoral injury. We'll see what that is. But yeah, you know, again, maybe we'll see uh, B.J. Finney in the lineup. At- yeah, I was a little shocked it was Haas, but I didn't you know really raise an eyebrow there. They did an interesting thing though too that they don't ever do is they put Bosa over Haig for there for at the end. Too. Yeah, yeah, usually they leave him on the edge. 
moved him inside. He didn't do much that, on the edge. No, he didn't on the edges. But yeah. I, I, thought I mean, that, I thought that was a positive as well. I, he, most of the time he was over Chooks. Mm-hmm. Uh, other times he was over Moore, and well, he was yeah, pretty silent. Back, he wasn't super disruptive. No. Yeah, I, I agree. So interesting, and we'll see what uh, happens. It's all still ahead of them, though. I mean, if you look at it, you win these next two games. All of a sudden, now you're sitting there at seven, four, and one, mm-hmm. and you know you you just handed two division opponents losses. I, I think you can look at it two ways, I, I, and I'm not choosing to look at it positive because I'm on Steeler Nation Radio. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to be as objective as possible. That that's not the Steelers' defense you're going to get, even right. if injuries can you know continue and it is a war of attrition. But if you can get close to that, Ben. I'll, you can beat anybody. You can hang. Yeah. And I know that the tough part of the schedule is now here, but that's another thing is that you can look at it half full or half empty. You get to give losses to your opponents if right. you're playing well. I yeah, mean, well, I mean, you look at who you play down the stretch. It's it, it, the Ravens twice, the Bengals. Right. You, you get, get the Browns again. You get direct competitors. You get Kansas City. You get uh, Tennessee. Yeah. I mean, these are these are games that – that's the way coaches look at it. Is yeah. like we get to hurt the Ravens twice. That's yeah. great. You know what I mean? So yeah, they're not looking at, well, you're going to lose. We're going to go down to Baltimore and lose. No, well, that's, that's not what that's they're thinking. That's not even yeah. bother. You know, that's not exactly how it works. <laughs> that's, fan, right? that's fan thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's media and fans, right? Yeah, so. that one. Anyways, we're going to take a break. He is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lolly. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. I will say this, Matt. I, I, I had several people stop me uh, both at the stadium and, uh, uh, and on the plane Back home last night, uh, the ride home. To wish you a happy birthday. No, they said that they are uh, fans of the show. Oh, so, how, about how about that? that? Wow, yeah. how about so, that? Well, got happy that belated birthday to you as well. I, I appreciate that. And we <laughs> want to thank all those fans that uh, stopped and said hello. So, how about that? Yeah, we'll be back more with the drive right after this. When you want black and gold football talk, you want SNR. 